Warning, Ian hates music. Adults only. Explicit content. Bad language. Controversial topics. Ian hates music. Warning. Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. My name is Dave. And Dave, we built this up. We hyped this up. It is the Ian Hates Music Anniversary Show. It's time for the big show. I hope it lives up to expectations. It should. I don't (laughs) understand why it wouldn't. Well, Dave and I have been very, very quiet, I think, about what our favorite albums are for the year and you know talking about 2017 in general and i think what's nice is i started the show in january so that's why we always wait for the anniversary show to really talk about 2017 or the previous year as a whole during that show yeah it makes sense it's a good timing to start a show then huh i think so i'm a smart guy but that was just by accident (laughs) that's the way everything (laughs) happened but because we have a lot of stuff to get to, you know, we're not a show that lives in the past, so we're also doing a full episode as well. Plus, there's going to be special guests. There's a lot of stuff to go over. So, Dave, I say we start out the same way we always do with Scene News. Let's go. So, first up in Scene News... There's going to be an art exhibit that I guess is based on Danger Days by My Chemical Romance. It sounds pretty cool. I mean, I'd be interested in it, but I feel like this is one of those MCR reach outs I almost feel like anymore. Anything to have the idea of a reunion. It just seems like the new thing this year. That is true. Everyone does want that reunion, obviously. But I mean, you know, they've always been really good with their artwork. So I guess it makes sense that fans would want to kind of show that off and give their own flair to it. So this is happening at Rhino Fest in Chicago. Now, I've never heard of this before, but apparently it's like a huge art performance, like local and national act kind of festival that they do in Chicago every year. Yeah, I'm sure it'd be fun as hell to go to. I mean, it's like an eight hour drive for me. I doubt I go, especially this time of year. It's a shitty time to be in Chicago. Yeah, it's January 13th through February 25th. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, that's, no a, thanks. that's a lot of stuff there. I'm assuming not every act is there every day and not every art exhibit is open every day either. So they probably stagger that shit so that more people yeah. show up at different times. I don't know. If I lived in Chicago, I would definitely oh, yeah. go see this. And it's too bad. I mean... We don't have any of the exhibit to talk about because they haven't let that out. Plus, I'd have to put it on the website anyways. Yep. (laughs) But we all love talking about MCR, so why not do it again? (laughs) True. Next up, we've got a story about Motorhead. 
And it seems like the remaining members of Motorhead are planning on doing like a series of tribute concerts to Lemmy and the band in general. It sounds pretty cool. I mean, I'd be interested in if I was a Motorhead fan. Look, I love Lemmy. I think yeah. anyone who likes rock music and likes metal music, yeah. he is. I mean, that's one of the things. Lemmy is God, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it is pretty damn cool to do something like this, especially if they do have the special guests that they are talking about. Now, they haven't mentioned any names, but obviously someone has to come in and do the vocals, right? So if they get yeah. some really cool people that were huge super fans of Lemmy, that would be pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, that would be interesting. I'm sure that we'll see videos of guests in the future. Yeah, they talked about not necessarily doing a tour, but just getting together for random shows, you know, pretty much across the world, it seemed. They would do uh -huh. who knows how many, maybe only a handful, but that's still pretty cool. You could also put all that shit into a Blu-ray or something yeah. when they were done, and I would definitely be interested in seeing that. Yeah, uh, I feel like um, for them to even put this together is something huge. I think so, too. Especially go across the world. Yeah. Motorhead has fans in Germany. I mean, throughout France. It goes, I'm sure, across the world, for sure. Yeah. But we'll definitely keep everyone up to date. Hopefully, there'll be a lot more news in the future. All right. So now we talk about one of my favorite bands and a band that gets made fun of a lot, which, once again, I could care less if anyone <laughs> makes fun of the bands that I like. King 810, the band out of Flint, Michigan, they recently, and this is within the last week or so, they had their video for Kill 'Em All taken down from YouTube. And not just because they're like, oh, we're taking this down for whatever. They're saying it's hate speech. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. I find it very hypocritical. Yes. That's for sure. I can find much worse out there. Not only do you find much worse, it's actually something we talked about last week when we were going over the quote-unquote makeout controversy yeah. of using the word whore, is that we listen to music that is very, very graphic sometimes in what they're talking about, about killing people, about whatever. This song doesn't even go into specifics like that. It's talking yeah. about guns and it's talking about killing people that are after you. Hmm. And David Gunn wrote a pretty good piece, and I don't want to read it all, obviously, because we're a show and we have lots of stuff to do. But you can look it up for yourself, but... You know, he's talking about how this is very dangerous. It's very dangerous at a place that is supposed to be, they at least say, therefore, free speech. They're picking and choosing what they consider to be covered by free speech. Yeah, which I'm not sure if they've seen one of the Bring Me the Horizon videos when uh, police officers are put to their knees and shot. I'm not sure if you remember that on one of their newer music videos, but apparently that's okay. Yeah, there's, <laughs> once again, picking and choosing. now. The good part for the band is, once again, this is just more publicity. You know, it's yeah. more people trying to keep King A-10 down. And, you know, they had the whole thing with they refused to do some shows because originally they had their carry permits and they're allowed to take them into venues. And venues were like, nope, we're not allowing this, even though technically they are supposed to allow it. So yeah. they get this press a lot and it probably does help them. It just seems very weird the way things are going i mean our whole world is becoming very very pc and this is a song that came out in 2014 and actually earlier yeah. because it was on an earlier ep that they did mm -hmm. before yeah. memoirs of a murderer and i think i said that right i think it's memoir memoirs of a murderer i don't think it's yeah but i love that it's a fucked up word yeah well yeah. right <laughs> i love that album though 
I think it's great, and I think some of it is satirical. It's similar to a from first to last type thing. It's a concept album. Yeah. I don't really get it, especially when we just had that YouTuber who was showing, you know, someone hanging who had just, you know, committed suicide. That video wasn't taken down by YouTube. He took that video down because of the backlash. But YouTube didn't jump on that and go, hey, you're literally showing a dead body. But the song that is just words is hate speech. Yeah. We know Jared Alonji left YouTube pretty much. There's a bunch of people, I think, that are following suit. It just might be yeah. time. I don't know. This is yeah. one of my favorite bands. I certainly don't like it. But even if this wasn't, if this was some... All right, let's just say this. If this was Water Parks and one uh-huh. of their songs were taken off of YouTube for being hate speech, I would be completely against that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, yeah, I'm really happy that Water Parks music isn't out there. I would be, like in general. Like It was just like, yeah. oh, like if YouTube just went around going, well, this really sucks and we don't want it on YouTube, <laughs> that would make sense. But this whole thing of picking and choosing what they deem to be appropriate and inappropriate, I'm not for that. And I know they're a private company and they can do whatever they want. Still, in the scene, this is a very dangerous precedent. Yeah, I would like to, I haven't seen anything else, but I'd like to know what else they, um, if they just started this whole entire um, removing of videos and content I remember, I want to know what else has been removed, you know? Right. And maybe there will be more as time goes on, because a lot of our music does deal with either fantasy subjects or real subjects that are really disturbing sometimes. I mean, that's fucking life. Straight from the path, they're fucked. Right. (laughs) But (laughs) their politics are against Republicans. So, you know, sometimes that works. You know, YouTube, very on the liberal side. They might get a push. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So we'll see. But maybe King A-10's name will be brought up later on in the show. Yep. So unfortunately, we have two deaths to talk about as well today. Now, this first one happened last week where the guitarist from Baby Metal passed away. Yeah, age 36. Man. And not only that, it wasn't like complications from a cancer or something like that. He literally took a huge fall. And he died of the yeah. complications of that fall. Yeah, that's that's one of the absolute worst ways, I think, for him to go out. You know, like, no need to put light on overdosing or something like that. But most of the time when these guitarists and these names blow up, you see these either a suicide or of an overdose or something crazy like that. This guy literally died performing. Is that how he died? I didn't know he died performing. I thought he was taking well, a picture. Observation, Jack. I would, I would assume... It had, it had to be music related then or something like that, right? I thought he was like taking pictures or something. I could be wrong. Either way, taken way too soon. And I know once again, this is kind of a band that a lot of people make fun of, but his name, and I'm probably going to butcher it, so I apologize. Oh, I yeah. believe it's Mikio Fujoka. Maybe. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. Still I mean, me. I like I said, I apologize very much for that. But he played in Kami Band, which was the background band that played with Baby Metal. And mm-hmm. no matter what you say about you know the whole gimmick, because it is a gimmick, we, we know that, but they are very talented, and yeah. he was a really good guitarist. And Baby Metal had a lot of really good riffs in their tracks, and it's one of the reasons why people actually enjoy it. It's like Rob Zombie had them on tour, and people talked about them. It's because there was talent there. Yeah, and this guy apparently was also the writer of the band, too. And that's going to hurt him. That's definitely going to hurt him. So 
all of our best to his family and Baby Metal and Kami Band because, yeah, this is a huge loss. Yep. And then, unfortunately, continuing that trend, this actually just happened today as we're recording. Dolores, the lead vocalist of the band The Cranberries, also passed away today, and she was 46. Yeah, another one way too soon. Way too soon. Apparently, she was in London and recording some things for you know a small recording session. Yeah. And as of this recording, we don't have any more details. Yeah, there's nothing there yet. I'm sure it'll surface within, heck, maybe tomorrow. Well, for sure. And we'll probably have an update for next week's episode. But yeah, man, I mean, look, I actually have met Dolores before. I went backstage yeah. at a Cranberry show. That's and pretty cool. Yeah, got to meet her. She was super nice, talkative, and it's just really a shame. Zombie is one of probably one of my all-time favorite songs. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it's just one of those things where it's like one of the better female artists to really open me up to that style of music. Yeah. As far as uh, when I look back through some of their discography, they, I mean, they were successful in almost every level, every album, every hell, almost every song. Totally agree. Absolutely. So I'm sure we'll have updates for that as well. But obviously, all the best to her family, friends, everyone that she touched in her life. And then last up, because we kind of wanted to end scene news on a more up note, there are alleged reports that Under Oath are currently making a new album that should be out later on in this year. That I mean, I'm excited, but at the same time, I'm worried, you know? <laughs> well, I can tell you at least that when I saw them live, when they were with Bring Me the Horizon, they yeah. had not lost a step. Oh, no. They outperformed... I did see that same show, and they right. outperformed anyone there by a mile. Right. Uh, Spencer is game-changing. So who knows? Maybe... Maybe they changed the game again. That out, al- like their albums are s- so good. You know, like it'd be such. What if they put out a song like Empire? Do you know how mad <laughs> I'm going to be? <laughs> now I'm kind of hoping for that, just so I can hear you rant. <laughs> oh, I'll be so mad. Well, now without naming names, Dave, because we're in the podcast game and we don't really have to do that. But I kind of heard from the grapevine that maybe a quote-unquote rival podcast actually let this information slip a while back and might be in trouble for that yeah that could um cause some controversy in the future um i'm curious to know if under oath will put out a statement or just kind of act like nothing happened right we will see and people you can take a guess because this is all alleged anyways but you can take a guess of what show we might be hinting at it wasn't us you know what's great about doing ian hates music and ian hates conversations is i never tell any band secrets (laughs) dave doesn't even know who's going to be on the show no i don't even know who the guests are like dave right now could probably take a couple educated guesses of who the guests are going to be for tonight's show and he'd probably be smart enough to to get a couple of them but I can almost guarantee you he won't get the third one. Oh, there's a sleeper in there, huh? Yeah, because I never tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the call out to all those bands out there. No matter what, Ian keeps your secrets. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to transfer over to Past Ian, and he is going to take you on an adventure 
with a special guest. And we will be right back after that with new songs. All right, everyone. I have a special guest here to join us on the anniversary episode of Ian Hates Music. Now, I'm going to preface this, and I'm going to kind of hint at who it is, and then everyone out there can guess. So this man stands at five foot one inch tall, the biggest 21 Pilots fan you will ever find. Who could it be? Please, sir, introduce yourself. <laughs> it's your boy. <laughs> It's Jackson, and I'm back again. You are damn good at introing yourself. <laughs> it's a new thing I'm working on. <laughs> Though, once again, I did set you up for creepy preacher man. Well, fucking shit. How do I keep forgetting that I don't that know, voice? but I, every time I set it up for that. <laughs> now it's going to like linger in the back of my head while I'm talking that I need to let it out at least once today. Hey, man. You got to let it linger. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Back to the old ways. Well, Jackson, thank you so much for showing up once again on the anniversary episode. Now, what's interesting, too, was your final show of 2017 wasn't actually your actual final show, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking in riddles here. You actually came on the show as a guest when the new Asking Alexandria album came out, and you ripped that apart. (laughs) Yeah, I wish I didn't have to, but I had to. But I will say, I got many a message of people that popped when they heard you talk on the show. Really? Yeah, you do have fans. Oh, shit. I didn't know those existed for me. I didn't either. It's so (laughs) weird. (laughs) I'm going to have a big self-esteem all day now. There's only one co-host people hate. (laughs) I'm not going to ask. I think we all know. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, Jackson... Very nice to have you back on the show. So I had sent you a bunch of questions, and we're just going to shoot the shit. We're going to talk about a lot of things because a lot of stuff happened in 2017. And that's why I kind of like that the show started in January because now we kind of do like a year-end wrap-up. So let's start with the first one. We'll start with the positive. What were some of your favorite albums of 2017? All right. So just like last year, I had a lot. Good. Um, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So this is not going in any order, but I'm just going to name these bands because if I have to say something about them, it's going to be a while. Right. So my fave albums were for sure. I have to put Phineas with dark flag on there. Mm-hmm. That was fucking incredible. Um, chapel. I don't know if you guys reviewed chapel on the show. We did not. Okay. Chapel was, um, it was this band that I saw with, too close to touch and i remember reviewing the too close to touch show i went to on the show right they they opened up so i mean i don't I, they released an ep called sunday brunch i thought it was really good yeah you, you should check it out chapel sunday brunch mm-hmm. um neck deep released peace in the panic right i will say that it is their most disappointing album of their <laughs> music right but it was still really fucking good right gotcha so yeah it, it's it, to me that's like with star wars like i love every movie but there's the there's a worse one <laughs> Um, Miss May I, Shadows Inside, hell of an album. Sure. Creeper, Eternity in Your Arms, first time I got exposed to Creeper was this year. I got to see them live at Warp Tour, fucking loved the album. And but not that Palace, Warp Tour experience, though. Yeah, the, the live <laughs> show was, it was okay, but 
fuck, their album was so damn good to me. Um, Palisade oh. released their self-titled. You, did you hear that? Was that Skittles? <laughs> it sure damn was. It, it's it's not a Jackson comeback if there's no A, cut out of my voice, mm-hmm. or Skittles or Hershey in the background. That is true. It's, it's just not a genuine comeback. <laughs> um, Palisades with their self-release. I fucking loved that album. Uh, not self-release, sorry, self-titled. Self-titled, yeah. Uh, as it is with OK, that was mm-hmm. to me way more than OK. <laughs> oh, bam! <laughs> Knock him out of the park. Uh, Motionless and White with Graveyard Shift, fucking amazing album. Right. Oceans Eight Alaska with their new vocalist. They released Hakari, and they got way better than I thought they could be. Agreed. Uh, August Burns Red released Phantom Anthem. That to me is one of their best albums in a long time. Gotcha. Friend of the show, Kingdom of Giants, Fuck with yeah. their album. That fucking album is incredible. Right. And then I'm ending this off with Dayseeker's album. And I can't believe I forgot the album name, but it's... I got it. Dreaming <laughs> yeah. is Sinking, Waking is Rising. That one. Hell of a fucking album. Damn straight. And that's it. That's a damn good list. There was only like one or two of them that I was iffy on. Which one? Well, I guess that's pretty easy. So August Burns Red, I've talked about that on the show very much. Like, I think they're very talented, but their albums don't really do anything for me. Gotcha. So that, and then obviously not knowing Chapel. And I like Neck Deep, but I was surprised you didn't have Sleep On It on your list. Oh, fuck. I forgot about Sleep On It. I even remember that one. That that album's called Overexposed, Yeah, and that, to me, that was for full-length albums... That was Best the punk. pinnacle of pop punk for last year, anyways. Right. I I personally, to me, as it is, oh fuck, I left out Rome on here. <laughs> Rome was amazing. Oh, oh no, 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 no. I no. loved Rome's album. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. we did not agree with that on the show. Oh man, I loved Rome's album. I really like Rome though. Period. Well, I didn't think it was awful. But when you stack it up against Rival Town, Sleep On It, As It Is, it just wasn't up right. to what I think they can do. I got you. That was yeah. it. Yeah. But man, hey, I like your list there. I'm so happy. <laughs> I think it was better. I think you liked more of this one than you did of my last year's oh, list, honestly. absolutely. Yeah, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. I should have actually gone back and listened to that and been like, Jackson, remember how dumb you were? <laughs> and just cringed the whole time <laughs> while listening to it. Well... That's what people normally do. Okay. Bottom. Bottom. Got it. All right. Now let's hit a little negative here. We've got what are your worst albums of 2017? Okay. So off the bat, I'm going to say the albums I hated. Okay. I hated Asking Alexandria. (laughs) No. I really. That's shocking. (laughs) Right. Super shocking. Uh, If you listen to the show, you know how much I hated that album and exactly why. Yep. Um, we came as Romans. Oh yeah. <laughs> See, to me, it's so weird with this one because I didn't necessarily hate it. Right. But it was to me the biggest disappointment. Well, I think we talked about on the show a lot. I just don't know how they got popular in the first place. I agree. I I don't understand. I I, I truly don't. Yeah, it's like they have talented people. Like I think David Puckett is awesome. You know, he came in did drums and percussion everything for that album. And I was like, yeah, this is really good. But the choices they made, aren't you supposed to be a leader in, you know, quote unquote, metalcore? Right. I agree. But yeah, and it's funny because when I listen to them, I can see that they can make amazing music. 
Right. That's the thing with me. Because I, you know, back in the day, Cafe, I listened uh, to, to Plant a Seed album. <laughs> yeah. And I fucking loved that album. Everything after that is just mediocre. But I'm not going to spend too much time on that because their album was shit. True. Um, <laughs> Leaving with Sirens Gossip was, to me, the worst album. What? Oh, Jackson. To me, that was just the pinnacle of bad music was Sleeping with Sirens. Agreed. And then I have Suicide Silence on here with their self-titled album. <laughs> Conformity! <laughs> Conformity! <laughs> I miss that so much. Dude. I'm not going to lie. I wonder if anyone knows what I was doing. <laughs> I, I hope. The, the, you know, the true fans that were from back in that day, I really hope they remember that because that was fucking, that was a hilarious ongoing joke. It was. But. I have to admit, I did like Doris and Silence. You did. I know. I don't understand any of that story. <laughs> so bad. Everything else was garbage. It wasn't yeah. even listenable. Very Except true. conformity, but for not for musical reasons. I agree with that. <laughs> so was that your listen? Okay. So I know there was a lot of music I hated. Right. But I can't remember them. I really can't. I, I guess my brain just like eliminates them once I hear them because I'm not kidding you. I sit, I lay down in my bed Sexy. every Thursday night. And as soon as 10 o'clock hits, <laughs> fuck off, man. <laughs> as soon as 10 o'clock hits, yeah. I go to new music and I listen to the most music that I possibly can. Right. I really do. And, you know, a lot of it usually is like our scene bands. And there was a fuck ton that I hated this year. And and I hate to say that. I feel like there was more I hated this year than last year. Yes, I would probably guess that. But you did have a very good list of albums that you loved. Right. There was a but see, there was a lot of stuff that I loved this year. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff that I liked last year. Sure. It, it, it's kind of like, you know, a give and take kind of thing. I had because I remember last year's list. I liked a lot of albums way more than I liked this year's. Okay. But this year's I loved a lot more. Like right. to me, they're like amazing albums. That makes so, sense. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's it's a give and take kind of deal. And and the worst albums, I really just don't remember the ones I hate. And that's a good thing or a bad thing. That's a good thing. I mean, you're actually a positive person. So you don't let that stuff kind of fester in you. Right. <laughs> so as opposed to what Dave and I do, which is just let it eat at us and eat at us, and then we just completely lash out all the time. <laughs> So, though, you did do that for Asking Alexandria. Yes. Oh, oh, I, I want to add one just because I, I remember listening to your show. You and Dave mm -hmm. totally went off on um, Seaway's album. Yeah, we did. So I'm going to add that one in just for the show's sake because that was so funny hearing you guys rip that apart. That really surprises me because that actually does bring up something because we have more questions. But I did want to ask you this. So with Seaway, there are so many people that like them. And I just don't get it. And obviously another band that you and I made fun of initially was Waterparks, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't go back after I do all the editing and stuff. I don't go back and listen to full shows. But what I do want to ask you was, since you were on the show in 2016 when we did the review for Double Dare, that was Waterparks' first album. Yep, that was the bubblegum is what you called it. Yep. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Here's my question to you, though. We didn't really tear apart the album. We talked about, obviously, it not being our style. You know, we were like, ah, so many better pop punk, you know, bands out there. For me, for what I remember anyways, I'm pretty sure I was just like, ah, I am never going to hear about this band again. 
So what does it matter? Let's not rip them apart. They're a small band. You know, we'll just talk honestly about them. Was that how we did it? Yeah, I remember with water parks, we did not trash them. It was just like, you know what? I, I you know, I think there's an audience for this, but it's probably not a big one, and it's <laughs> definitely not for us. Right. And we moved on pretty quickly with that. And because this is like before they were getting all the press they were getting. Well, yeah, before it, they sold it was out. There. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it was there, but not heavily. I mean, holy shit, we're drowning in fucking water parks now. Oh, I got what you did there. It was like a pun. Ah, it was that's like two. That's two. That's pretty two. punny. That's pretty punny. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, I remember in my head going, "No one's gonna care about them. We don't want to rip it apart, but we want to at least let people that want to listen to them check out their music." I wish right. now that we had just destroyed it. For the absolute garbage that it is. Yep. I, I completely agree. Because we were at that state where we didn't want to even make people feel like shit for liking it. Right. But a shame on you if you like it. Actually, yeah. <laughs> shame on all of you who like water parks. So sell out fucks. <laughs> I hate them so much. It's only been a fucking year. And it's like, shame on you. But also, <laughs> we're going to be reviewing their fucking new album that comes out like next week. Oh, yeah, that is in January. Yeah, we have to review it. We have to. Hell yeah. Oh, that's going to be fun. Ugh. Anyways, I had to ask you about that. I want to make sure I hadn't romanticized it in my mind. <laughs> but I legitimately remember that. I remember going, ah, this is a small band. I don't want to hurt them. Like, whatever. Man, I wish yeah. I had really gone for the fucking neck. Yeah, no, I completely agree. We thought it was no big deal. It was just another punk album that we just happened not to like. Boom, that's it. It's exactly like when Peter Parker let the guy go who stole money from the wrestling <laughs> thing that he was doing. And that guy's like, hey, this is great. Spider-Man let me go. And then later on, he kills Uncle Ben. And Spider-Man's like, no. <laughs> I can't believe you just thought of that on the fucking spot. That is what we're like with water parks. Dude, uh, I'm like picturing the robber. Yeah. Like. His face is like the Water Parks cover album. Oh. And he's just running off as looking like the album. I hate seeing <laughs> stupid Austin's face. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. All right. Enough of that. Oh, this is fucking funny. All right. Next question. What were some of your high points for the scene in 2017? Okay. So one of them for sure was seeing Amity Affliction live for the first time. Well done. That was a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. That was fucking awesome. One of them, and it might make your heart a little warm, whatever, <laughs> if you do have one. I don't. Okay. Well, whatever's there, it's maybe it'll make it feel good. No uh, soul either. Going to South by So What. Oh, yes. Mr. Ian Hates Music. I was going to bring that up if you didn't. There you go. It, it, was, <laughs> it was like a war to see who brings it up first and see who really gave a fuck. You did it, man. You did it. <laughs> Meeting Ian for the first time with his fucking... Seven foot, eight foot, ten foot <laughs> fucking self towering over me. And I, you know, I mean, I look probably like his fucking child walking around the damn venue, but pretty much, yeah, it was awesome. It was that was a really good time. And I don't think we understated it whatsoever. I think we dedicated multiple shows talking about it, not to mention all the great Ian Hates conversations that came out of that as well. I think my sad point for 2018 is knowing that i don't get to do that again god that is so fucked up dude i can't even believe that i'm not even kidding like when i was thinking about you know 
you coming down and all that stuff. I was like, man, that's cool. You know, he came this year. So, you know, I'm sure they'll invite him, you know, next year. Right. But, you know, fuck that. Yeah, not happening, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. But that was a great time meeting you. I mean, think about it, too. Think about the things that we got to see. You know, forget that we missed the ongoing concept and a few other bands that, unfortunately, we just couldn't do because we were interviewing or whatnot. But, like, we got to see Misfortune perform twice. You know what I mean? Like, we got to see, and they're no longer a band anymore. We got to see Dance Gavin Dance. We got to see Friend of the Show, Ascent Like Wolves. Like, we got to see so many awesome bands do things that we might not have had a chance to do before. Yeah, and you you were there to see me see Every Time I Die for oh, the first time. Yeah, that was fucking amazing. Yeah, I fucking watched you see Attila. Yeah, and don't forget, we saw a mirror. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you had to go there. I did. Frankie and Ian were oh, Frankie. in a 100 yard radius of each other at one point in time, people. Well, now two points in time because of my story from Warp Tour. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, Frankie, I miss him so much. I miss him going through <laughs> my Twitter and liking yeah. the things of me saying about him. <laughs> you weren't even adding him in anything. He would just fucking search his damn name. Oh, fuck, man. So hilarious. But I'll tell you, I would trade water parks for Frankie any day of the week. Oh, same. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Go on with your list. What else you got? I don't want to sidetrack you. Well, for sure, Warp Tour. Warp Tour was super fun, mm-hmm. but that's that's always a thing, and it's so sad that my next Warp Tour is gonna be the fucking last. That's terrible. Well, um, yeah. honestly, that's it for scene. Yeah, that's stuff. not bad. But I have two high points. I mean, not scene high points that I wanted to mention. Go ahead. Um, one of them was one of the reasons. Uh, well, actually, the p- pretty much the main reason. I really, 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 really wanted to focus on getting a career and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had to do a lot of studying and that would screw over Ian a lot because there's a lot of things, you know, that I could have helped him with and I couldn't because a lot of the times I had to do, you know, shit. And I felt bad that I couldn't help him on stuff that I could have. But I passed my insurance exam license. Woo! So now I am. Yep. And I'm really, really excited about it. It took me. It took me a year and a half studying for that thing to fucking pass it. (laughs) And I finally did. And now I have a real job now. And damn, shit's great. Nice. And also I saw Star Wars in December. So that was a huge high point. (laughs) I did that one just to make you mad. Well, you're one of the only people that likes that movie. Whatever. <laughs> that's, a, that's another conversation for a fucking other heated day. Oh, well, my God. I was expecting that to be on your low point list. Hell no. I fucking love that movie. I've seen it six times. Oh, you're such a rube. I'm that guy. You I'm are. the guy that goes to the scene, to the movie theater and sees it over and over. And I'm going again to oh, see it tomorrow. You're like clapping. You're like, oh, Luke Skywalker, you're a real bitch. Yeah, like we love this. <laughs> I was I cried in fucking Star Wars. Oh my God. I'm, that, I'm that guy. By the way, people, Jackson is no longer on the show, not because he was studying for his insurance fucking shit <laughs> that he was just talking about. It's because he's a loser like that. That's why he's off the show. <laughs> Dick move. <laughs> I fucking love Star Wars. Mm. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. What were your low points 
for the scene in 2017. Starting it off, um, spending time with Ian at South by. Oh, buzzing. Hey! You earned that one for your Star Wars. Ah, uh, I know, I know. Um, honestly, not much. Okay. I, I I'm gonna say something that's kind of contradictory oh, to what I said earlier, but shit. I still agree with it. In some ways, I was kind of disappointed in in 2017's music. Wow. I kind of, I you know, again, there's you know, there's a couple albums that I really did love, and it was the ones I mentioned. Mm-hmm. But fuck, there was no in between. Like I either I, the ones that I mentioned, I love them, but there's not any that I even. Other than the ones I named, there's yeah. none that I even liked enough to keep on my phone. Well, by the way, I I do want to bring up something. Sorry to interrupt you, but no, go ahead. Obviously, I don't want to restate things multiple times on the show because you know it's an anniversary show. I'm going to be talking to a lot of people. Blah blah. I was surprised that you didn't have Dead by April on your best of list. Oh shit! See, I think you're just fucking forgetting everything. <laughs> I think it's not that you're forgetting the bad things. I think you're also forgetting the really good things because that should have definitely been on your list. That's the World's Collide album, right? Yeah. See, I even remember the album title. I just fucking forgot the damn band. And they had the great acoustic EP that went along with it. That was fucking great. You're making me feel like shit. Well, I mean, you are what you are. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Ian Humor. There it goes. Oh, yeah. It's quick. It's really fucking quick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well fuck i don't think i forgot that much damn i don't um, know man my list was four to five times larger than yours i need to hear that list and I'll, i need to make sure so okay look for now my low point was i was disappointed in music but I, it's standing trial to ian's list okay we'll revisit Let's this like sometime that. yes <laughs> right but from from what my memory tells me, <laughs> I feel like an old man, and I shouldn't. But from what my memory tells me, I was disappointed in scene music this year. It even got me. You know, I'm not even gonna say shit. Yeah, like that's that. so weird. Not to be made fun of. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. No, why would you want to have fun on the show? <laughs> no, I meant being made fun of. Yeah, by but you the audience likes it though. Torture. The audience loves it. <laughs> Well, you already have me coming back. You're not getting any more of Ian making fun of me. Ah, okay. Well, then how about this? Who was your favorite Ian Hates conversation of 2017? This was a hard one. Oh, of course. And that's a good thing because there's a lot that I liked. I might have got the years wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Okay. Um, It's a tie between three interviews. Damn. All right. Yeah, I, I really can't decide which one was my favorite, but... Daniel from Capsize, for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And the reason I love that one so much is not only the conversation, it was only like a 15, 20-minute conversation, but just knowing that how much he loved being on the show. True. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. to, like that's the kind of shit. Like, the fans don't really get to feel that because, you know, it's not their show. Well, it is their show. Well, yeah, yeah. It's their show, but, like, you know, putting in the work that you put into it, fucking dickheads. Let's be real. You know what I mean? <laughs> And, you know, sometimes that shit happens and fucking Daniel made it a joy to do what you do. I mean, you know that you felt like fucking awesome, you know, hearing what he said about the show. Oh, right. And Capsize is an amazing band. This isn't coming from some, you know, shitty band. Like, this is like a very badass band that we hold very highly in music standards. Mm -hmm. And for them to say and, you know, for Daniel to say all that shit about us, that was just fucking awesome. Well, you were definitely one of my favorites. 
not to go too far, you know, behind the scenes, but you were there during that interview because that was, you know, so what? And I'm sure you could see it as well as I did that his demeanor completely changed because he doesn't like interviews. Yeah, because we watched him do other interviews yeah. before he got to us. Yeah, <laughs> we're just like, oh, shit, this isn't going to go well. <laughs> like, And then yeah. it was great because, I well, I don't know why it was great. I'm very, very happy that he enjoyed it so much. But you saw him change during the interview. You saw him go, oh, yeah, you know, you can have more time because I'm enjoying what you're doing. Like, that was the good part about it. Like, that was what made me feel really good. Yeah, that was awesome. We were the we were like the third people to interview him consecutively. Right. And yet we had the most time. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. And that happened like, with that Sleep awesome. on it as well. That happened. I mean, I don't think anyone had misfortune during that time. It was just nope. one of those things where Yeah, the proof is in the pudding. Oh. You went too it's far. As, as terrible as the same. Yeah, you went too is. far. <laughs> I know the bad one, okay, but it's true. <laughs> We got results. True. All right. Well, what do you got for the other two? Grace Warrenson from Charlottesville. Ah, uh, yes. Absolutely. And that's not just the interview. That's every conversation <laughs> you fucking have with him. That's the it. That's the dark tower. That's yep. the fucking, the, you know, just a music interview. All the time, whatever you and I swear, you and Gray are like fucking long lost brothers. It's crazy. It's true. It, it's fucking insane. I love it when you guys are talking. I think Kelly is super jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I have listened. I mean, because what your fucking it deal was like three and a half hours, oh, and the dark hour was yep. like two and a half, it's and true. then plus the interview. I've listened to fucking six hours of you and Gray talking. Yep, and it doesn't feel like six hours. Like you get lost in it, and I love it. That's awesome. That is awesome. All right, who else you got? And then my last one is Austin from Ghost Key. Ah, yeah, two really of them too. One. Yeah, ah, I forgot. Yeah, two of them. That that those were fucking awesome. Those were really good. He's such an open book yep. and, you know, he really does give a shit about what he's doing and you can feel it through the interview. And of course, you know, you also, you know, these people don't just open up to fucking anybody or anything like there. You do play a huge part in that. Thank you. And man. it's harder to do that stuff when you're not in person either. So like Ian does this stuff, you know, through fucking Skype or phone car, whatever the fuck it is. Right. The fact that you can be on the phone with some, like, think about it like that. Being on the phone with someone for fucking hour, hour and a half, who knows how long, and making them still want to talk and say stories and shit, that you know, it takes skill. You know, Thank it, you, it might, yeah, it might sound easy, you know, because you guys get spoiled and the fans <laughs> get uh, fucking conversations out the ass, true, every month. But <laughs> it does take skill. So, like, you know, to get people to talk like that, it's it's really fun to listen to. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. A little behind the scenes. People talk to me a lot longer than the actual conversation. Yeah. So sometimes they're like, oh, shit, did I say this? And I have to be like, oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but that's why I love doing it. I mean, I really do. I love getting to know bands and hearing behind the scenes stories of bands I love. And the thing that I'm probably most proud of is that I only have had bands on that I like. That's it. Right. So I'm still really, really happy that I don't take anyone because that's the thing. I get pitched bands all the time, but right. I only want the people that I like. Otherwise, I'm just AP and rock sound. I'm just whatever shitty shit that they're doing. And that's not right. what just I want to be. doing it for fucking listens and clicks. And... Right. 
Yeah, I don't want that. And pretending you like bands that you don't fucking like. Right. How are you going to get a genuine conversation talking to someone you give no fucks about? Just like, be like, seriously. hey, what's the name of your band? Remember those people? What's the name of your band? What do you do in the yeah. band? <laughs> Just go, you're like, what? come on, guys. <laughs> What is this name? What does the name of your band mean? Why oh, did you name it that? <laughs> yeah. What's the name of the new album? Oh, it's just, it's ridiculous. But it, yeah, man. It really is. You gotta I have that. genuine shit. Like, you know, whenever you get an album, I like to know that the people that are making the music give a shit about what they're making. Right. And it's the same thing with interviews. I want the fucking guy doing the interview to actually give a shit about who he's talking to. Exactly. Well, that's a really great segue into the next question. Who would you like me to have on the show in 2018? There's a couple. Okay. One of them is the is Phineas. Sure. All right. I feel you know they. I feel like they have a lot to talk about because they took a pretty big hiatus. They had label change. Mm-hmm. I feel like they released their best album to date. It's probably my favorite album of 2017, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, damn. And like, and I've I've. I don't know. I've been a Phineas fan for a long time, but I never really loved them. I was just like, oh, yeah, they put out pretty good music. Sure. This album, like, fucking shocked me. Like, it was like, holy shit. Now, I'm not taking anything away from it because I really liked it as well. But there was another album on the list that you did not list that I'm pretty sure is probably your favorite that you didn't even mention. You're really bad at this. Just say it. Dark Divine, like Moths to Flames. do you remember that you're alive do you remember your age i think so (laughs) where are you living right now jackson get like moths of flames under fucking patrick stars rock apparently (laughs) holy shit how do i forget like monster flames that was a really good fucking album yeah man so all right sorry off track there so after Phineas, who else would it be? Uh, Brendan Murphy from Counterparts. Oh, uh, yes. Sure. Honestly, I don't really care about Counterparts music that what? much. They're good. <laughs> no, like for real. I don't know what it is, but I just feel like Brendan is the kind of guy that you and him have that same fucking crude ass humor. Oh, right. Yeah. That's that true. it would match so well <laughs> in a fucking hour-long talk about God knows what. Oh, yeah. I don't even want you guys to fucking talk about music, honestly. <laughs> I just want I just want you guys both to go on rants about life and the world and Right. I could see that. Everything. I could see that for sure. Well, look, I will say both of the people that you mentioned or both the bands that you mentioned, they are on the list. You know, Hell hey, yeah. if you want to bring back an old thing, they just made the list. So, <laughs> you know, they're there. It's just a question of you know, does the show keep growing? Do people give it a chance? Do they know about the previous interviews? Like all that kind of stuff. Right. Next, I have Joel from Being as an Ocean. Oh, okay. I know you didn't like their newest album too much. And you didn't did like I. it either. Yeah. Yeah. That was a huge, that was a disappointment for me. I didn't hate it. That's why I didn't put it on my worst list. I right. did think about it, hmm. but it was just, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't, you know, it's worst albums mm-hmm. and it wasn't an album to me. <laughs> I don't know. So we had a worst EP list. Dude, even it was it even a fucking EP series. That was so weird, I know. Uh, I know. Yeah, I I would just really like to hear a Joel Cartuccio interview with you mm-hmm. because I know that it's weird. Being as an ocean is a weird band. Right. And I right. love them to death, but they're just on another realm than other bands, and I'm not saying like they're 10 times better than other bands that kind of realm. Mhm. 
just the way they do music and think about things and tour and it's just different. Right. And I haven't really heard a good interview with them. Every interview that I've heard of Vina's notion is the same cookie cutter interview bullshit. Right. That any band can do easily. <laughs> right. Like I know that you could pick apart their brains without it looking like you're picking apart oh, their sure. brains. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And I would do, I mean, like, I would do that interview for sure. Right. Cause I do feel like, again, you don't like love them or anything, but I do know that you're interested. Like that wouldn't be a shitty conversation. No, I'm a big fan. I mean, I've seen them multiple times live and everything. I am a big fan. I just didn't understand what the fuck they were doing with that last album. Right. And I mean, fuck, do you ever hear an interview explaining that at all? No, like, but you better believe you better believe that would be a question I asked them. Right. And and that's what I want to hear. Even if it's offensive and they don't take <laughs> it very well, it's a question that needs to be asked. I mean, why not? Right. And they have to expect that, honestly. And it's not like in an offensive way. No, like, no. Dude, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah, I want to understand. You know, you know, yeah. Like anybody with common sense, you can ask them, hey, you guys changed, um, yeah, quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> and I know the process of what happened. But... Well, it's like the first time that I might have ever sided with a label. Yeah. And we don't even know about really the label drama right. too good either. We just know they're not on there and now they're suddenly self whatever i don't know there's <laughs> a lot of shit yeah. that people right. should can know about being as a notion that we don't know very true very true well then you do have a good list there you really do so i am working on it believe it or not i am working on that stuff so let's wrap it up by going on to what are you personally looking forward to in 2018 i i couldn't really this one was a hard one for me <laughs> um i i mean i just hope for amazing music and right. I I know this isn't scene related, but I hope the career that I went for skyrockets. Oh, I hope so too. Because yeah. if it skyrockets, then you can be an investor in the show. Exactly. I'm, I'm going for the big bucks. We can take this to super high heights. <laughs> super high heights. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and I hope Han Solo is good. The movie. It's going to be fucking <laughs> terrible. You think every Star no, Wars No, here's terrible. the deal. Here's the deal with that. This is what we'll leave on, by the way. So you can't reverse engineer a movie and have it come out good. So what they have to do now is they take every movie that Han Solo was in and they go, okay, what are the iconic parts of that? So it's like, hey, he's got the vest. And hey, he's got the Millennium Falcon. And Chewie's his best friend. And, you know, he has this attitude about things. He's a thief. All this kind of stuff. They have to go, okay, so where does he win the Millennium Falcon? Where did he get the vest? They have to go through all those parts, and that's going to make people cringe because they're not going to do it well. But you don't know that. <laughs> I do know that. I also know that the actor that they hired to play Han Solo was so bad that they had to stop filming to get him an acting coach. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. You can look that up. I don't know who that actor is. I know no like, one I does. know him now, <laughs> no but I, when I heard him announce, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it could have been you for all I know. You might be playing Han Solo. <laughs> and by the way, he got the Millennium Falcon. I, well, I'm not going to go into well, detail. Well, no, but they have to show that, that, though. They have to show the bet. They have to show you know, him running the whatever in so-and-so parsecs, whatever the fuck. You know, you seem to know quite a bit. For I'm not a nerd. Star I don't know. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. You even got it down to the par sets and everything. I mean, I'm just saying. Jackson. 
undercover Star Wars fan. You just were kissing my ass for how good I am with interviews. You don't think I know everything about everything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Whatever. All right, man. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming back on the show. I love shooting the shit with you. Once again, congratulations on everything going on in your life. I love having you on the show, obviously. That's why the anniversary show is always so fun as well. So I got to, you know, stick with tradition and ask you, do you have any final words for everyone? I love everybody. I still do. There you go. And because this is a bigger show, and obviously I'm going to be saying a lot of different things with a lot of different people, I'm going to change my final words for you and try this out. Baby, go be young. Just come back when you're done. I know this life is crazy. I know I'm not the only one. And you still have a lot to see. And you're gonna have your fun. Baby, go be young. Just come back when you're done. <laughs> I fucking got it. Hell yeah. Oh, I love it. All right, everyone. It is new song time, and we begin tonight with friend of the show, Household, Don't Listen to Me. This is off their upcoming album, Everything a River Should Be, and it comes out February 23rd. On Equal Vision Records, let's take a listen. Next up, we have Crossfaith with Wipeout. This is off their EP with the same name, and it'll be available January 26th through Unified Records. Let's take a listen. Next, we have the new cover from Of Mice and Men. This is Money. Let's take a listen.
Next, we have the new one from True Heights. This is Exit Route. Let's take a listen. Next, we have the new one from Senses Fail. This is Gold Jacket, Green Jacket. The album, If There Is Light, It Will Find You, comes out February 16th on Pure Noise Records. Let's take a listen. Next up, we have Turnstile with Moon. The album Time and Space comes out February 23rd on Roadrunner Records. Let's take a listen. Now we've got Andrew W.K., Music is Worth Living For. The new album, You're Not Alone, comes out March 2nd on Red Music slash Sony Music. Let's take a listen. Next, we have Machine Head with Bastards. The album Catharsis comes out January 26th on Nuclear Blast Records. Let's take a listen. Yeah. 
Next up, we have Vexes with Hellion. The album Ancient Geometry comes out February 23rd. Let's take a listen. Now you've got For the Fallen Dreams with Stone. The new album Six comes out February 16th on Rise Records. Let's take a listen. Next, we have the new one from Tear Out the Heart. This is Failure. Let's take a listen. This is all I've ever known, but there's a life worth living Now we've got Sleeping Giant, Preach Core Lives. The album I Am comes out January 26th on Face Down Records. Let's take a listen. And last up tonight, we have the band Avoid with their new track, 28 Days. Let's take a listen. Wow. 
Wow, Dave. Once again, we are getting back to that long list of new songs that we got to go over. We just finished that up. What are your thoughts? Man, there are a whole bunch of songs that are all over the place this week. Um, <laughs> True. I, I'm so pumped on the Senses Fail album right now. Really? That some of these kind of got swept away because I, I was so excited over that song. They've had two good singles out right now. So I'm, I'm getting pretty confident that they're back to like a maybe their older sound. Now, I would say it is a little bit similar. And we're actually yeah. going to add in some scene news here for a couple of these new songs as well. The first is their drummer, Chris Hornbrook, actually just exited the band. He used to be in Poison the Well, and he was in Census Fail for around like three, three and a half years. So yeah. he's been through some Weird big timing. changes. Yeah, but also big changes too. Because if you think about Census Fail, not only did they do the 10-year tour of Still Searching, but before that... They were almost doing hardcore music. Yeah. Then Buddy goes off and does Speak the Truth, which is basically a throwback 2000s pop punk emo screamo band. Yeah. Then comes out with that acoustic EP, which is pretty damn good. And then now is kind of going back to the roots, but being very political. Yeah. So it is interesting that he's taking off. Now, I will say I don't often read comments. But I uh -huh. did read someone's comment that made me <laughs> laugh out loud. Ah, just got around to listening to the music, eh, Chris? <laughs> and I thought that was really good. I don't know why. <laughs> I thought that was really good. But yeah, man, I'm going to read the chorus to you. I'm going to read the very end of the track. Okay. Because it is very political. It is very, you know, like what's going on type charged here. So take a pill to make you smile and go buy shit you don't need. Because don't you know that Jesus Christ loves America? That's why we're always winning. And don't forget to lock your door and board up the window panes. Because you got to defend yourself from anyone who doesn't think the same. You fucking idiots. <laughs> so yeah. That's good. Yeah, they, that, I mean, they're riding all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we all know Buddy is very outspoken. And a lot of times he can be very pretentious. Yeah. And that's coming out in the music, I think, a lot more than it used to. Yeah. Music today is all over the place. Um, who knows? Maybe his shit will be taken off YouTube, too. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, if he's calling everyone <laughs> fucking idiots. But look, I'm yeah. completely fine with that. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with all of his politics, and I, don't and I don't necessarily agree with everything that he does. But Buddy is extremely talented, and I like that he's doing whatever he wants to do. Yeah. So who knows? This new Census Fail album might be awesome. I know, and they're they have a are they on tour? Have a big tour coming up, probably. They're on tour. I might be going because if I remember correctly, I like a couple of the openers, but the main opener before them is Reggie and the Full Effect, and I do not like them. <laughs> so I'm trying to weigh it out. Do I want to you know sit through an extra hour because of them or not? So it's always tough. Tough decisions. Life, man. Full of tough decisions. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what wasn't a tough decision. Oh, to shit. turn off the Of Mice and Men song. Yeah, what a weird choice for them to make. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to cover something, I mean, maybe ones that don't make you sound like assholes. Yeah. Uh, I, I knew, but just the... I mean, I know it's like a cover, but the, the title Money, I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be douchebag related. I'm done. And it was. 
<laughs> oh, 100% douchebag related. Um, so the first single, the first song we played was um, from a band, Household. I was fortunate enough to see these guys live. By the way, not only a band, Household, a friend of the show, Household. Yes, friend of the show, Household. <laughs> awesome band name. Agreed. I really, I really like this. Like they're going places, you know. Yeah. Um, they're finally getting a little bit of a push here, and I, I like that. Yeah, they had some. I forget it was one or two member changes mm-hmm. recently. Yeah, because I watched the music video and I didn't see some of the members I saw even this past like earlier this year. Right. And I'm I've actually when I went to see them recently, I talked to them again, and I'm probably going to have them back on the show. Cool. Because I also yeah, like that, this track as well. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. Um, their album February 23rd. So that's really not that far away either. Nope. So I like that time span. Lots of good stuff coming out in February. Yeah. How do you feel about that comeback from uh, For the Fallen Dreams? Because I, I feel like they've been out of it for a minute. They have. I liked it. I like yeah. that. Same with Tear Out the Heart. They've been gone yep. for a while. Really enjoyed that track too. Yeah. So anything you want to make fun of other than <laughs> of Mighty Men? Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> one of the tracks I really enjoyed was the new one from Avoid, 28 Days. Uh-huh. They are the right. band that just signed with Revival Recordings. Yes. Revival has some undercover awesome bands people just don't know about. They really do. And that's why I'm hoping that they really push this band correctly. Yep. So yeah, I hope so. Definitely enjoyed that. Also, Andrew WK, music yep. is worth living for. What a great fucking statement. Has he been out of it for a while too? No, man. He puts out albums like every two years, I want to say. <laughs> I haven't seen his name come up in a while, so maybe I just haven't been paying attention. Not only does he do that, he tours all the time and sells out all the time. Okay, yeah, because I, I now that I think about it, he's always on my like bands in town app. Yeah. And he's his name's always there. Right. <laughs> no, he's a really, really hard worker. And yeah, most of his music does sound very similar to all of his music. But that's a great, I like that statement though. I like music is worth living for because it is one of the biggest things in my life. So I fully agree with him. Yep. All right. So we'll get to, we'll get to what you're talking about here. So apparently there is a controversy with the new Machine Head track. Now, I actually did not listen to the track before I read the story. So story first, then track. And obviously, I played the version with all the bad words. Oh, good. Yeah, because, you know, everyone needs to hear it. It's not safe for work, this show. And that's why (laughs) I have that brand new warning at the beginning of the show that I worked very hard of and am very proud of. (laughs) I like it. But what I think the joke is about Machine Head on this one is that it felt very like, oh, shit, the president is saying all these crazy things, so now I get to say words that I normally wouldn't. Yeah, You know what I mean? To be very topical, as Ian Hates Music is, with Trump saying shithole, or allegedly saying shithole, because I don't think they actually have it you know, recorded that he did say that, but we don't want to be Phil Mudd going on every single CNN show putting out every racial epithet you can possibly think of because you're just like, I can't wait to say the N-word. Like, it's just, (laughs) this whole fucking country is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. (laughs) Trump says the word shithole and everyone's like, let's go say the N-word and call every single country their racist names. Like, 
it made no sense. <laughs> but that's what it feels like Machine Head is doing on this because there's really no reason to do what they did. Yeah. There's yeah, there's no it felt so it felt like that felt like a third grader. Yeah. <laughs> well put. Good reference. And that's the thing. It felt very forced. Yeah. Third grader got the, his mom and dad said, hey, you can cuss this time. Yes. <laughs> and I totally get where the song was coming from. I mean, I read the interview and he said, you know, he was having a conversation with his sons and his wife when Trump won. And he was basically like, oh, the world is doomed and, you know, bad yeah. people win and all this kind of stuff. And he went and he made the song. It took him like 45 minutes or something. And you can tell. <laughs> you can tell that's yeah. a 45 minute song for sure. Yeah. But it was just like, well, you didn't need to even put that in there because we got the message. Like, we totally understand what you're going for, uh -huh. but it just seemed like you wanted to shout those words so that everyone could hear. You're like, finally, finally, I get to say something racist. <laughs> I've been waiting all this time. Yeah. And once again, I'm going to call context out because if anyone takes that clip of me, it's going to sound really bad. <laughs> I want to take that little bit out. I get to say the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> the power of editing. But yeah, man, it's just, it's like, okay. And I don't think the song is that great. I understand where the message is coming from. And I think it's a fine message to be like, hey, we are going to deal with this. We're not going to fall back. We're going to stand up. We're going to fight for what's right. Completely fine with that. I just think all this stuff is a little, that Census Failed song actually makes a reference to 9-11 yeah he talks that, about planes going into buildings yeah. yeah but don't you think it's weird on this same episode that we're talking about right now where we talk about census fail where they mention planes going into the world trade center and then you go to this track where he's saying hey bring all your muslims to the states you know those so-called terrorists that's what we uh -huh. want here and we'll be awesome together what a weird juxtaposition yeah you know what, what a I mean? unique blend of songs we played. <laughs> yes, for sure. So, I don't know, man. This, back to back. <laughs> I wonder. I don't remember offhand. <laughs> nope. You get uh, two in between. Oh, okay. I don't always follow that list, though. You know that, right? Ooh. Yeah, I just bounce around. <laughs> but yeah, man, I look, this world is fucked. This country is fucked. And at least we have music. Yeah. It's worth at living for. we have music. Yep. <laughs> Anything else we want to go over? No, I think that's about it. Um, actually, I was, I was gonna bring up the. I was thinking about. You know what? Let's save it for the album reviews because it's a bit of a a good story for you. Oh, what a tease! Oh yeah. Well, we will definitely get there. We did our brand new 2018 news, but now the thing that everyone's been waiting for. It's time for Dave and I to talk 2017. All right, Dave, anniversary show time. This is where we get down to the nitty gritty, right? Cliche term after cliche term. Everyone for the last, <laughs> what, fucking two, three months has been putting out their best albums. I have not seen anyone put out worst albums, but maybe I also don't look hard enough. But because we are Ian Hates Music, we love music. We're going to talk about amazing albums, but of course we are going to mention the huge steamy flops turds yep yes. of 2017 as well because you the need to know them. stains of 17 so dave why don't we start with you 
with best EPs of 2017? Now, this is going to be tricky because, you know, I, I kind of came in mid-year on the show. So True. you don't know some of my opinions from beforehand. So some of these might catch you off guard. You're going to talk about tons of pop music and country music, all the shit you were listening to <laughs> before country you Country music, like, do they put out EPs? <laughs> I have no idea. Do they put out music? <laughs> I don't know. No. <laughs> all right, Dave, go ahead. Uh, when I was on the show, we covered Happy Hour. Right. They're coming out with new music again and asking where to tour. I made sure to comment and everyone else should do the same. I think it means a lot uh, to bands. Northern Ghost is doing that right now too. So right. make sure you let these bands know if you want them to come to your damn city. True. Or else you're just going to complain in the comments <laughs> that you're not coming here. So the, the Hail the Sun, Secret Wars EP, that's another one. Right. Um, Hail the Sun's hands down one of my favorite bands and they're in the studio right now too. Nice. So uh, th- these ones you might not be as familiar with, and I'm curious to see your opinion. Have you heard of uh, the band Pushover? No. It is just Kurt Travis and Thomas Eric from Fall of Troy. Ah, okay. And it's very, very unique. I mean, as you'd imagine. I mean, those two guys are insane. Right, right. Um, but they both do vocals. Thomas is, of course, completely destroying a guitar. Mm-hmm. It's only three songs, and... This I, I think more will come of this one, but this next EP, however, the the de- it's sealed and dealed. We won't hear from this band again. <laughs> sealed and dealed. Eternity forever. Because yeah. Travis, like I know that's that. yeah. done. Okay. That ended poorly. Uh, uh band conflicts, uh, someone stealing from someone or something like that. So that's it. We're gonna have for Eternity Forever. I mean, that sucks. Those four songs, like I played the shit out of I still do, and it was like in April. Right. Um my last big hitter is a band called Kitsune. That name sounds familiar. Now, they there's two bands called Kitsune, one from California, one from Florida, and they came out with an album and an EP on the same day. Ah, okay. It, yeah, confusing as hell. They, I'm not sure. That, that's probably never happened before. But the EP is called Uninvited, Start to Finish. That's a masterpiece. Um, masterpiece EP, if possible. So... <laughs> Yeah, those are my big hitters for the EPs. I mean, I feel like there I could have listed off fifteen, but those five I think were consistently played on my my phone throughout the day. What do you mean all fifteen? I could have listed all fifteen different EPs too that I enjoyed. Oh well, you probably should have, but that's okay. I'll I'll take over <laughs> because I swear you missed one big one. Ooh. So my long list here, and I'm just gonna run through them, and then we'll talk about it right after. Stories Through Storms with What Keeps Me Up at Night, Rival Town, Make It Work. And by the way, I am not going in any order. This is just lots of EPs that I love. No, yeah, I can't go in order because my mood changes so much, you know? Like I that's what's so hard about these people making like a like a top ten. Like I could if I tried, and I can if I tried, but it's just my one day I might feel a completely different way than the next. I don't like doing that, and I think it's hack. In most cases. So (laughs) I don't want to do that. All right. So Rival Town, Make It Work, One-Eyed Doll, Something Wicked, Shame Cult with Shame Cult, Synapses Firing, I've Grown Cold, Chugaboom with Kevin, Adrian Payne and the Dead Sexy with Mixed Messages, In Loving Memory with Introspective, Lakeshore with 41, Desires with Beazle, Alisana, The Lost Chapters, 
and Greeley Estates with Calling All the Hopeless. Yep. Plus, the- last but not least, Beyond Unbroken, Don't Wake the Dead. That was a good one. I remember that was my first one, maybe my first episode or second episode. It was close. It definitely was close. But yeah, I mean, obviously, a lot of friends of the show in there. Rival Town, especially. Yeah. But there are reasons why they're friends of the show, and that's because I love their music. So, of course, they're going to yeah. be on my list. So, yeah. There was a lot that I liked there, especially because those are all showing progression and also showing, and also showing that there's a passion and desire for more music. So, there's going to be yeah. more stuff coming out. Yeah, I, I forgot all about that. That Shame Cult one's pretty new, and that that was a really really good EP. Yeah, man, the Rival Town one was pretty new. Rival Town, yes. And then honestly, I just found out about the band Chugaboom and fell in love. Uh-huh. I fell yep. <laughs> so hard in love with them. And the name alone. Seriously, it's so fucking good. So everyone should check them out. They're from the UK. They have, I think it's a, it's a full length and the CP. If I'm not mistaken. But yeah, they're fucking awesome. So I listened to a couple you sent me uh, one morning. You you just randomly texted me about the band Chugaboom. (laughs) Couldn't help myself. So yeah. Now, we might miss some things for sure. You know, it's a long year. I hope things didn't fall through the cracks. It's possible that they did. But this was a pretty good list of EPs, I thought. Yeah. And we, we list these off because we're confident in our viewers in it enjoying these as well we're not listing them off just just to say these this these type of things like no. look up a couple if you haven't heard of them see if you like it you know you should look up all of them yeah they're going to play that back like five times in their entire list oh yeah <laughs> and by the way all of my special guests have great bands that they talk about as well and i learned a ton of new stuff as well and i hope that the audience does too yep so all right so let's sandwich this then we've got good now we'll have bad and then we'll go back to good so, Dave, what do you have for worst albums of 2017? My worst album, and it's more, when I say worst album, I mean, obviously, Gossip's a fucking steamy piece of shit, but <laughs> I didn't expect it to be good, you know, so it doesn't right. really hurt me as much, you know? Sure. Like, um, the bands that really hurt my feelings are the ones I'm looking forward to. For example, Sworn In. Ah. How the hell do you lead with Make It Hurt? Arguably one of my favorite songs of the year. And then the rest of the album is, oh, Dirty Brown Water Trash. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> good description. It, it it really, like, I can't believe that. Make It Hurt is such a good song. Um, Agreed. I still have it on my playlist. That's, like, that's the best song that band's ever made or created, period. It's possible. Um, I think they have another song called Snake Eyes, which is pretty good, too. But um, North Lane... They're pretty high up there. They went kind of radio rock wow. on me. Okay. Interesting. It won't one more they're one album away from being in, in loving memory, so they better watch it. <laughs> like they they're they're going down the slope and it's slippery, you know. I Ah, slippery slope. I've all, heard of that. Marcus Bridge is <laughs> so talented vocally. And they're kind of going in a direction where uh, I don't want to see them go. And I don't it just it's just radio rock and I don't I'm not into it. Um, I, I mean, you. they had a, a few good songs on the album, but I expected an album like Node, and I didn't get that. Right. So, Stolas is another uh, one sure. for me that kind yep. of, they led with an incredible single. Mm-hmm. So, those labels for Sworn In and <laughs> Stolas, they know what they're doing. <laughs> 
and then the rest of the album comes out and it sounds just like a blended boring bland it yeah right i just don't it let me down um <laughs> so here's the one that really got oh. me pivorous <laughs> pivorous cut me deep <laughs> why is that even on your list pivorous i you know i enjoyed the previous album <laughs> okay all right and this one ugh, just uh i didn't hate um, it it's fine it's pop um so closing out my my turds here neck deep uh wow All i right. think well i mean seaway is where they were forever yeah. holding the turd <laughs> trophy but sure. I, I didn't expect much neck deep because the, the previous album was so damn good you know i think that's half the issue i have with it you know okay the his vocals are so fake in this new album damn. i know his voice is not high pitch it's just kind of girly <laughs> <laughs> so that's fine it's 2018 <laughs> it's okay to be girly. <laughs> so you took a pretty different take on this then, which is very interesting. I was not yeah. expecting you to do that, but that makes you probably even harsher than me. Because oh boy. obviously I would have on my list Seaway as well as Gossip, but those other yeah. ones I just had as like, oh, they're there and they're fine, but I didn't yeah. like despise them or anything. Yeah. They're more of letdowns for me more than anything. Oh, you know, okay. like I expected so much. If I'm pulling out, pull, I'm talking about just dirty, rotten trash. You know, gossip and seaware right there holding the tr- holding the torch. Well, that's what I did. I went ahead oh and I just listed <laughs> all the albums that I despise. Oh boy! So here's that list. All right. I the Mighty's on your list. Yeah, it is. Oh, look at that. <laughs> so once again, in no particular order. Okay. All That Remains with Madness, Sleeping with Sirens, Gossip, Linkin Park, One More Light, mm-hmm. Power Man 5000, New Wave. You were so pissed about that. Oh, one. yeah. Yeah, I was. I still am. <laughs> Eskimo Callboy, The Scene. Oh. Especially because we are the scene. So yeah. that's bullshit <laughs> right there. Enter Shikari with The Spark. Ooh, that's a good one. Here's one I was surprised you didn't put on your list. Being uh-huh. as an ocean, waiting for morning to come. <laughs> You're so right. Holy, <laughs> it's so bad I forgot about it. Yeah, and that's a good thing. I actually talk about yep. that with a special guest. So I'm proud of myself. <laughs> Hundredth with Rare. Ooh. Stone Sour with Hydrograde. Okay. Punk Goes Pop Volume 7. <laughs> Seaway with Vacation. We Came as Romans, Cold Like War. Ooh. I the Mighty. Where the mind wants to go, where you let it go. I knew that was coming. Weezer, Pacific Daydream. Mm-hmm. My enemies and I, the beast inside. Ooh. Suicide Silence, self-titled. <laughs> and the winner of worst album of 2017. Oh, for this one. Goes to the worst album of 2016. That's how bad it still is. Water parks, double dare. <laughs> <laughs> Until this year, when entertainment is released. Oh, I know. A few weeks. Yeah, I keep on seeing everything from Equal Vision, and I'm just like, oh, I need to unfollow yeah. them as well. And I love Equal Vision. So I do too. It's hard for me to do. Yeah, I can't stand. I can't stand all the promos and everything. But yeah, yeah. And now I am sure that I left off a bunch that I just forgot. 
But one of the things Dave and I said, you know, while we've been doing the show, you know, a little bit of last year to this year is that we will make fun of the larger bands if we don't like their music. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. fine. Making fun of Fallout Boy is not going to hurt them, especially if you no. make very funny jokes, which I do. So that's fine. But we said if it's a smaller band that we have for album reviews and none of us can and neither of us can think of anything really nice to say about it, we just don't cover it. Yeah, there's no point. In that. Yeah. So we're not going to have that on the list. There's no way. But these bands, all the ones that I mentioned, can handle a little criticism. Yeah. And it's a pretty solid lineup, really. Thank you. Yeah, I was very proud of my list. I started going through and I was like, wow, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. (laughs) (laughs) But we got the negativity out of the way because we really want to talk about the music that we love, obviously. That's what fuels us. That's what makes us want to get through this show and enjoy what we do. So, Dave, why don't you take me through the best albums of 2017? Best albums. No order. I'm just going all over the place here. Sure. Veil of Maya. I did not expect to like it. That's what I think I've still... like. If if it wasn't for this show, I probably wouldn't have liked it because my biased ass wouldn't have clicked on it. (laughs) What a biased ass. Definitely Veil of Maya. Um, (laughs) Idola came out with an incredible album mm-hmm. um, and they're going places. I mean, I think they're already on the move. They actually recently took the member from Stolas, Sergio, and now he is in Idola on the guitar. Gotcha. So that, that'll be, he, and he's an incredible musician, so that'll be good. Um, Ghost Atlas. I think I play that album at least once a day. Nice. Along with, I think me and you can both, I think we and you both handed the gold trophy to like Monster Flames this year. Probably. Um, like that that album so so underrated right now. Um so hot right now though. If you haven't yeah, if someone <laughs> hasn't if someone hasn't really taken a listen to that, um I question where you've been. Wolf and Bear. Yes. Um that that's one of my favorites. Right. Um play it all the time. Adventure, a lot like Wolf and Bear. Yes, um, very true. Black on Blue Swan. Um, I like most Blue Swan bands. I think they're really like creative uh, group of people. So I know they'll put on other more bands in this coming year. Um, we'll get to that probably later in the show. But um, this one, this one kind of surprised me because I'm not into this style of music. But the Menzingers. Oh, that is different. Okay. That one has people surprised when I tell them, "Hey, here's a list of 20 albums. Check them out." Right. They're like, "Menzingers doesn't fit in here." <laughs> Sure. But um, I also believe now this could be controversial. Ian. Oh, I think this is the best Silverstein album. Damn. Released. Okay. That album, I th- for being what on their eighth or ninth album, I think that was huge. Really you know? good album. Yeah, agreed. And this one, people kind of look past is a lot like Birds. Um, they are incredible. I mean, I didn't really like a lot like Birds until this direction change. Um, right. And I know I listened back on your before I even mentioned this, put on my list. I looked back at you and uh, Jackson's review on it, and you both enjoyed it just as much as I did. Right. Yeah, that's true. And went to see and them Jackson live. Said he li- yeah. Uh, Jackson said he even liked the spoken word part, and I do too. And I thought I was weird for it, but I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are weird, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and an awful light like birds suffer. Um, which is a side project for Corey Lockwood mm-hmm. and um, members from I the Mighty and Hail the Sun. Suffer really stood out 
to almost everyone this year. If I look at like people's top tens and their uh, honorable mention of the year, suffers usually there. I think it's because it caught everyone off guard so much. Uh, and of course, Dayseeker. Nice. Is that the list? Oh yeah. I mean, I could I could make you about. I could probably make forty of them. Well, that's kind of you know, what I did for the sake of the show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I kind of want to talk a little about each about each one. See, that's the thing. I guess I don't do that as much. I just make because I figure pretty much with every single thing we've talked about on the show. Yeah. So I expect people to I have, have been listening. Tricky for me. <laughs> well, that's true. That is true. All right. You ready for my list? Nervous, but ready. So I have Silverstein with Dead Reflection as well. Yeah. So that's for sure. But I think you really focused in on a different style that I don't focus in as much on. You mentioned the whole yeah. Blue Swan thing. Yeah. I don't think I have any of those bands in my top, but it's not because I don't like them. It's just it doesn't resonate with me as much as it does with you. Yeah, which will benefit the show because you guys are going to get a whole bunch more bands to listen to. <laughs> right, right. So here we go. And a lot of these are friends of the show, obviously, as well. Ghost Key, If I Don't Make It. Dead yep. by April, Worlds Collide. Charlatan, Remarkable. While She Sleeps, You Are We. Bill Murray with two, Frame and yeah. Banana. Bananas, I love that damn album. It should have been on your list. Uh, uh, to be honest with you, it I have it right beside uh, Icarus the Owl, okay. and I should have mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> Bell Haven, You, Me, and Everything in Between. Like Moss to Flames, Dark Divine. Northern Ghost, Happy, Sad, Depressed, mm-hmm. Suicidal. Day Seeker, Dreaming is Sinking, Waking is Rising. Make Them Suffer, Worlds Apart. Counterparts, You're Not You Anymore. The Ongoing Concept, Places. Thousand Below, The Love You Let Too Close. Sleep On It, Overexposed. Polaris, With the Mortal Coil. Phineas, Dark Flag. Kingdom of Giants, All the Hell You've Got to Spare. Vesta Collide, New Obsession. Wednesday 13, Condolences. As it is, okay. Motionless and white, graveyard shift, versus with the cardinal and tiger wine, die with your tongue out. Mm. So that's a pretty comprehensive list, if I have to say yeah. so myself. Yeah. That's yep. a lot of fucking great music to go listen to. Did either of us say any pop punk band besides Rival Town? Sleep on it. Yep, sleep on it. And okay. as it is. As it is, I don't like as it oh, is. Oh, I really like that album. <laughs> I like the dark turn they took on that album. Yeah, we skipped all the big hitters, which I'm kind of surprised about. You know, like, well, I, I mentioned Neck Deep in a negative way, but Knuckle Pook. You know, I thought about it. I think Knuckle Pook is up there. I think Movements is up there for me. So I guess, you know what? We never did this, and maybe we should have. I think you kind of went into it a little bit. The way I choose best albums is the ones that yeah. I listen to over and over again. So yeah. I have these really huge lists because I do listen to this music all the fucking time. So even yeah. though I liked movements and even though I like Knuckle Pook, they didn't make it into the rotation as much. Yeah. So I still think they're great albums, but they're just not what I consider to be the quote unquote best, but I still like yeah. them a lot. Yeah. I just, yeah, I didn't find myself going back to it that as much as I did others. Right. And that just happens. I would still go see those bands live and I would still support those bands because I really like their music. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to consistently and on repeat listen to their stuff over and over again. And I think that's exactly what I said multiple times over and over again. So I'm just now repeating myself. But 
I loved so much music in 2017. I mean, that's the whole show talked about amazing music all the time. Amazing, in my opinion, Ian hates conversations with some of the best musicians out there right now, in my opinion. I really love so much. Yeah. And I, like I said, I'm sure there's stuff we missed as well because things oh, do yeah. fall through the cracks from time to time. But I love this shit. Yeah. I think you and I only had like two weeks of kind of blah, you know. So I know there was good uh, everything. Every week there was something to pull out of. Right. Let me ask you, what were the high points of 2017 for you? In general, there's so many bands I like made sound changes that were the right way to go and they didn't fuck it up. I think that alone, like like Monster Flames and a lot like Birds, you know, they completely changed their sound. I was worried, not gonna lie. And a good musician can just pull that off. You know, that kind of proved to me bands like Linkin Park or something like that, you know. Not all of them have to fail and that kinda that kinda opened me up a little bit to change which is something I was kind of closed off on before this year. That, that's probably my biggest take of this year. So not joining of course they, the oh, show or anything like that. <laughs> of course join the show. The um, Well, if it wasn't for the show, I probably wouldn't have five of my... I think it'd be more. Eight, eight of my 13 I have down. There you go. <laughs> so what about low points in the scene in 2017? Of course, all these allegations and stuff that possibly ruined a couple bands but then again at the same time i see it as a positive because you might not have heard of a couple of these things and continue to support some of these bands um right i've learned the right and wrong ways to handle accusations um Mm -hmm. with confidence handled it very well he was gone the next day they changed everything and took a break you know Um, but are you forgetting that that band had two people with major with allegations? Confidence? Yes. Never mind. Yeah, they didn't uh, handle it well at all, and they will not be a band for that much longer. No, they'll, they'll be done. Um, Pierce Avail handled it very poorly. Um, mm-hmm. Brand New handled it poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, the poor band decapitated. Who knows what's going to happen to them? True. Yeah, so I hate to say it. I think the band actually Suicide Silence handled it kind of well, which is surprising to me. <laughs> yeah, that was still really weird. I won't let yeah. them off the hook for that. Or for conformity, either. <laughs> and, you know, with the whole entire closing of possible closing of Warped Tour being announced, mm-hmm. that's a pretty low point. But then again, it could be a high point. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, either way, it's kind of a bummer. Very true. All right. So for you then, what was your favorite Ian Hates Conversations of 2017? Ooh, that one's, that one's tricky. I really enjoyed the Guar one. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> because I know I know that when you did that one, you had to be the most creative you've ever been. Like you had to you had to be on the spot. Right. I'm like, I was nervous listening to it. I was kind of sweating. I was at work. Right. I, I was working with tape at work too that day. I'm like, shit, I'm sweat. I'm sweating for Ian and what he's gonna say back to this guy. He's gotta take this guy serious. Like he's gotta be in it. And you did a very, very good job. Thank so. you, man. I was worried about that too. I so I appreciate you. <laughs> That was definitely like I that's the only one I legitimately broke a sweat. Nice. For you. <laughs> and there were a lot of Ian Hates conversations that I have broken a sweat for. Oh. Do you have a favorite of the year? Or are you allowed to do that? I honestly can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I really can't. I love every single one that I do. Yeah. And that's not blowing smoke or being like, oh, because obviously, look, there are people that come on the show multiple times. 
So you yeah. know the people that really I have a very good connection with that really yeah. work on the show, but that doesn't mean that I don't want everyone else on the show to come back at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I can kind of compare to that because some people ask me what's my favorite drawing or artwork. And I'm like, uh, depends on the day. Um, I don't know because I've spent so much time and I know I put so much work in every different piece. Right. I don't have a favorite. Exactly. Exactly. So I know where you're coming from on that. Right. So in 2018, who would you like to hear on Ian Hates Conversations? Okay. This one I'm ready. I've, <laughs> I've, been, I've been ready for so long. So I would like... Now, this is this is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't been done, I don't think. I would like to hear from an, a band that's no longer a band because I would like to know the transition from that lifestyle to like a normal life. Interesting. Okay? Yeah. We, I think we brought it up later earlier this week. Secret and Whisper. That band was relatively big. Right. You know, what had to change? You know, like it wasn't just lights out. Like, I mean, there was a transition period that maybe people don't know about. I mean... I think it'd be crazy to like rejoin, almost rejoining society at that point, you know? Right. My favorite musician has yet to be covered on any podcast, um, which is Shaylee from um, Dayshell. True. I have a, his microphone here. I've, I've <laughs> been in contact with him a couple of times. Um, Rory from Dayseeker, of course. Sure. He's a really easy guy to talk to, at least, I think. At least I've talked to him every show. Mm-hmm. And I think you and I have also brought up the idea of Landon from the plot in you very true well i can tell you that i have been working on at least a few of those Ooh, yeah a few a few and i can tell you too i mean i might have mentioned this on the show a long long time ago but the band that i have the outro song for for ian Uh hates music is a band called after the tragedy and i fucking love that album and i love that song and that's why we end with that every time they're right. no longer a band. We did a breakdown from the past for them. I would love to talk to them. I would yeah. love to do exactly what you were talking about. It's just sometimes when a band wasn't hugely popular, it's very yeah. hard to get in touch with them because you might not even be able to find out who was in that band. Yeah. <laughs> unless you find an actual physical copy, which is not really what you have the ability to do in a lot of cases. Yeah. But yeah. I am definitely working on some of the names that you mentioned. So hopefully that does come true. Going back to one of my favorites you did, I also, you did Kyle Hollis from Picturesque. Yes. Which they are doing something right now for for their GoFundMe, for their broken van. So check that out. But um, he said he was once a screamer in a band. And in that interview, he never mentioned what band. That's a good point. I'm so curious. Sometimes a person on the show kind of just like, rolls right over their old bands because yeah. i do think about it i'm like hey i should ask them what the name of that band was but a lot of them don't want to talk about it yeah and whether wow. it's the reason why it ended or because they're not proud of that music that they were doing before all of that's yeah. possible so sometimes they just let that roll yeah because i've heard him scream a couple of times right at, um like live shows and he's so he's fucking good at it oh yeah so I, I would love to know what he was a part of, but maybe that, like you said, they kind of keep that to themselves. Well, I'll probably go say hello to him when I see him in February. Okay. Just a note, too. Obviously, I had him on the show in 2017, but that album didn't make the quote-unquote best of 2017. The only reason uh-huh. why that's true 
is because that's two EPs put together. And I already <laughs> knew. Yeah, me. you know what I mean? Yeah. I already knew the two EPs. So they deserve to get out there to a massive audience. But that yeah. doesn't mean that I'm going to put it on that list, you know? Yeah. My girlfriend com- she completely tears me apart for that reason. She's like, why isn't that on your top albums? And I'm like, for you, that was a new album. Like, that's awesome for you. Right. But for me, that's roughly four to five new songs, if you want to include like fake fish fake fiction came up way earlier than the album did too so it wasn't as as of an album to me as it would be for someone for their first listen right and a warning for everyone dave's mic has been better but there have been a few pops recently god damn it but it happens we're just letting everyone know i'm not doing this whole making you go to a different place or anything it hasn't been that bad but i'm just letting people know if they hear that that's what they're hearing so We'll move on. But I also wanted to mention, and I wanted to kind of bring this up too. If everyone noticed, you did not hear that The Used was on my worst albums of 2017. Ooh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, because when we did the review of it, I didn't think it was a terrible album. It was just a kind of brush aside album that I'll never listen to again. But there wasn't a hatred for it. That's why it's one of the reasons why I hold something against AP is because they wrote that story not understanding what I was doing. Yeah. And then obviously, I mean, if you want, that's a positive and a negative thing as well. If you want to talk about what happened in the scene in 2017, getting mentioned or getting part of a story written about you is great for the show. It's great for Ian Hates Music. But because the the quote-unquote writer never responded to all my really, really nice messages. I don't know if anyone understood what I was doing there, but literally you might have thought I was joking that I was writing this guy every day. I wrote him every single day on Twitter (laughs) saying really nice things and inviting him on the show. And sometimes not even inviting the show, just being like, hey man, hope you had a great day. Like if you ever want to talk music, you know where to find me. Like, Super nice. I should make a list out of all of them. And he never responded. Yeah. Because people like that know they can't handle having an actual conversation about music. Yeah. So I was very disappointed in AP for not going along, number one, with that bit and actually not having a conversation with me because they did go after me and did call me names, which is something I didn't do to them. But it definitely, 2017 was a big... It was a big eye-opener for me about how press works and how alt-press and rock sound and all those places are really bad for the scene. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that, definitely. Especially as of lately. My job doing this podcast or my goal is not to become big and popular and do it the way that AP and rock sound did. I'm doing what I want to do because I think it's the best way to do it. And I hope that shows. I don't know if it does. But I'm not here to be AP and rock sound. I'm not here to have bands that I don't like on the show just because it's going to get people to click the links. That's that's not the plan. The plan is to have bands on here that I think deserve attention and make music that I love. Yeah. And good people in general. Yeah. So I don't want to be rock sound. I don't want to be AP. I'm very disappointed in what they do, and I think they hurt the scene. So my goal is not to kiss their ass. My goal is not to be like them. 
my goal and what I think I do in general is I'm better than they are. So you don't think Jeffree Star is good for the scene? <laughs> or Melanie Martinez or Water Parks <laughs> or Fallout Boy or Panic at the Disco? <laughs> and we just named six, uh, six of their uh, magazine covers. <laughs> yeah, six of the last six probably. <laughs> and let's not forget their whole like, oh, remember when we were popular when it was emo time? And all the throwbacks to wishing that it was emo time. Yeah. It could still be emo time if people paid attention to those bands still. I mean, people think that that scene's dead, you know. These bands are still existing, you know. Um, give them your money if you're so in love with your emo stage still. Hawthorne Heights is still a thing. Yeah. They're probably going to be going on tour soon. Again. Yeah, they have an album coming out soon. Yeah, and we're going to talk about it. Yep. So anyways, that's just my little putting the stamp on 2017. I talk with some of the other special guests about random things that happened, so I don't have to rehash that right now. Yeah. But I also didn't go through all my favorite albums. I didn't go through talking about The Used. I didn't go through talking about AP and that. So I, I think I have one more for you. Oh, okay. What are, you, what, what are your big plans or your anticipated albums for uh, the new year? <laughs> so for me, this is what I've got. I'm sure I'm missing out on a lot of stuff, but I'm making a lot of educated guesses here. Okay. I'm looking forward to new music from Red Handed Denial and Crazy 88, yep. Snow White's Poison Bite. I'm looking forward to an EP or a full length from Marlene Mendoza. And you might remember yep. that name because she had that awesome track, A Battle Between Two Lesser Evils. Uh-huh. I want to hear way more stuff like that because I thought that was fucking awesome. Agreed. I Hate Heroes, Wither Away, This or the Apocalypse, From First to Last. Requiem, Rarity, Alteris, A War Within, Eyes on Satellites, and Ghost Key. And those are just the ones off the top of my head that I believe should have either new EPs or new albums out. Plus, you might as well throw in Bill Murray in there too because he's probably going to have like two more, I would assume. You're forgetting one more. What am I forgetting? Look at your shirt. Oh, new capsize. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure, but you are right. With having the new single out and then having a reintroduction come out in 2016, yeah. that would probably put them into new music now. I hope so. I hope so too, because I also want Daniel back on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Let me throw it back at you. Anything in particular you're looking forward to? Dance Gavin Dance coming out. Um, Good Tiger, Hail the Sun. Those are confirmed, locked in. Okay. Those are happening. The ones I'm kind of hoping for would be, like you said, Capsize. Um, there's a band called Oranges. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. They're a Blue Swan band. Okay. I would like to see a, an album out of the band Happy Hour, too. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that would be pretty great. Oh, I'm sure plenty will even surprise us. Like The Plot and You. I forgot about them already. So. Oh, I guess we already talked about how great that is anyway. So I just yeah. kind of, <laughs> like everyone knows that. Plus it's coming out in what, like yeah. three weeks or something? Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I think that was good. I mean... Look, we can't harbor ourselves in the past, so I say let's do another special guest, and then we'll see you back here for our favorite part of the show. All right, everyone, it is time for another special guest on the anniversary episode of Ian Hates Music. This is a former co-host of Ian Hates Music 
and current producer of Ian Hates Music. <laughs> Not only that, he is the man, the myth, the blogger of the century. Please welcome Ty Rock City. Hey, 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 what's up? <laughs> How do you like that intro? Oh, yeah, I loved it, man. Very majestic. I thought <laughs> it was at the Golden Globes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for doing that. All right. No problem, man. Ty, welcome back to the show. Always fun to have you on. What I do want to mention, even before we start talking about, you know, everything in 2017, one of the cool parts of 2017 for me was that we got to meet in person for the first time. Yeah, that was a very nerve-wracking event. <laughs> How was it nerve-wracking? <laughs> because, like, when I first saw, showed up at the venue for the show, I was like, and I was texting you back and forth, I'm like, I wonder how Ian's going to be. Is he going to be really as tall as he <laughs> says he is? Or is he going to be like, you know, like this? Uh, is he going to be wearing this like Liverpool jersey or something? True, so, true. And all right. Well, that's the question. Was I yeah. as tall as I said I was? Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> no Liverpool jersey, though. <laughs> I went straight that music. Been, that would have been sick to see, though. You'll see it sometime. We'll yeah. we'll do this again for sure. I don't think that's a one-off. We'll have to wait for another awesome band to decide to disband and then exactly. we'll go to that show <laughs> yeah we'll definitely be discussing bands that disbanded on the show later on oh for sure and one thing that will probably happen as well is maybe i got to go down there for a synapses firing show at some point yeah you definitely need to come down for that that would be a lot of fun that would definitely yeah. be a lot of fun well let's go for ahead and let's start this up right away. Now, you did write about this in the blog, and I'm going to have a link in the description of the episode, obviously, for people to check it out. I got that every week. So you went through favorite albums there. But if you could, give us a little taste of what you loved about 2017 for favorite albums. Uh, 2017 for favorite albums is, if I can sum this up in the shortest way possible, real music is definitely making a comeback because there's so much... Um, that's what's the word I'm looking for. Definitely over the oversaturation of redundant sounding albums that keeps coming out over and over and over again. Sure. But real music with real structures and real feeling and authenticity is really making a comeback for sure. So what do you look for then? Like what to you shows that authenticity? Authenticity to me is basically coming together as a band to write songs whenever you like make plans to write a new CD to record in the near future. Sure. Lyrics that really hit home, that really gives you goosebumps and hits you to your soul that it hurts. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Well, why don't you give us, even though your list is on the blog, give us yeah. a few of your favorites. Uh, okay. The top five in no particular order, Code Orange Forever, mm -hmm. 18 Visions 18 or XVIII. Mm-hmm. Hundredth rare. Okay. And for the for giving arms a god EP and counterparts, you're not you anymore. Nice. Now let me ask you this because I'm sure you heard my review of the Vanna final show. Yes. That was when I was sick and Dave was sick and I just went off and I you know I just talked about everything I could. So I want to ask your opinion on 18 Visions because I know you're a huge fan. I'm a big fan as well. In that arena or in that setting. Did you agree with what I said on the review, or did you feel differently because you love the band so much? Uh, I, would, I agree with you with most of the stuff that you said about okay. the fans not being as receptive to like a band like 18 Visions who just came back after 10 years after right. breaking up. Mm -hmm. And as far as like the stage is concerned, too much smoke, man. 
too too much smoke. That's and what like, I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, James, Keith, and Trevor, you guys are cool. You're awesome. Even Josh, too, but too much smoke, man. You yeah. don't need that much smoke, man. All right. That's just what I was checking because obviously you were such a fan that was it in – it had to have been in 2017. Didn't you fly out to California to see yes. their show? Yes. Now, how was that experience? That experience was fun. Not a lot of smoke. Evenly <laughs> smoked, evenly lit up. Right. Very big like stage. Yeah, it's, it's, it was perfect. Very no, nice. no complaints. Now, here we'll get to some of the negatives a little bit. Mm-hmm. What were your worst albums of 2017? Oh boy, I don't think they're ready for that. <laughs> are, you, are you sure you want me to say this? I what I'm gonna love is I know that there are gonna be some of your worst albums are probably on my best albums list. All right, let's see if our um, paths cross here. All right, okay. First one being Motionless and White Graveyard Shift. Yep, that's on the best one. <laughs> um. Uh, second one being Suicide Silence subtitled album, of course. That's Gotta on the worst. That yeah, there. that's on the worst. Yep. Uh, of course, Lincoln Parks in One More Light. That's on the worst. Yep. All right. Hey, we're one for three right now, so that's pretty good. Yeah. Or two for actually. No, nah, I fucked that up. We're two for three right now, so that's good. Yeah. And then uh, All That Remains Madness. Yes. Gotta have that. Nice tie. Two final ones are Arch Enemy Will to Power. Okay. And At the Drive-In Enter Aaliyah. <laughs> Even though yeah. Relationship of Command is their best album, but Inter Aaliyah, it just goes completely nowhere. It doesn't right. like have a, like a start in the beginning. It just goes absolutely nowhere. And that's why I'm like, stick to Relationship of Command. <laughs> For me, there's no substance in that. And that's actually funny because I dislike them so much that I don't even have them on the worst albums because I just, it's like I don't care. But actually, besides Motionless and White, you and I were right there. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, at the drive-in, like I can understand why people dislike them. Even you dislike them, but <laughs> I, I for one like them because musically they're pretty good. They're pretty talented. But uh, as far as like the comeback albums go, uh, album goes, right? Yeah, it could have done a lot better. Very true. Very true. All right, we'll move on to some of your high points for the scene in 2017. Let's get to the positives. There we go. Are uh, the high points for the scene? I have two. Okay. Big ones. Two big ones being uh, Sonny Moore returning to From First to Last. Very nice. And then dropping Make War. Yep. And then uh, the scene coming together politics-wise and bringing awareness to sexual assault because I know the sexual assault charges have been brought up so many times over the past um, couple of months. So Yeah. uh, It's bringing more awareness. Like What I understand is how people are more aware of it now when they should have been more aware of it a long time ago. Yeah, I think the issue probably, and once again, this might be even part of the problem of even talking about it, is that people weren't as open back then as we wish they had been. But then there could have been extenuating circumstances of why they couldn't have been as open. Yes. And that's always the tricky part, right? Is you don't want to blame the victim for not coming forward. They, you got to put yourself in their shoes of will anyone believe me you know this is a very powerful band like all that kind of stuff yeah for sure i'm sure there will be even more things coming out in 2018 yeah definitely so from that which might have been you know considered possibly a low point of how many allegations came out it's a high point because finally people are very open and you know putting it out there and hopefully people kind of get what they deserve they get that justice so kind of on that note though what are some of your low points 
for 2017. Yeah, the sexual assault charges uh, being like some of the low points in this scene because too many of them kept coming out one after one after one. One being uh, decapitated, who you uh, talked about on the show too. Right. They got the charges dropped against them and without prejudice. Right. Yeah, even though it made awareness present, like before the Harvey Weinstein and all that other shit also, it just like... I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but <laughs> it definitely allowed people who weren't sexually assaulted, who weren't raped to, um, they, they're basically given a platform to wrongfully accuse someone just right. to get like attention on you. Right. It is part of that, you know, it's a cliche, but that double-edged sword. It's great that people have a platform who something really happened to them to get that out there and hopefully get justice. But also you're giving the platform for people who are terrible people who are going to accuse people of things they didn't do. Exactly. And that's going to ruin a band. I mean, I don't know if a band like Decapitated can come back from what yeah. was done to them. Yeah, even though Nergal from the band Behemoths uh, released a statement a while ago saying they wouldn't hurt a fly, and I'm glad that these charges are dropped and they can go home and be happy. But however the reputation is being looked at um, moving forward, it's uh, kind of like on uh, 50-50. Oh, they're a good band. They're still a good band. Or I'm not going to look at the same ever again. Yeah, and that's one of the scary things about what can happen when exactly. you do have that. Because, you know, it's something we talk about on the show a lot of times words are actually way more hurtful than actions are. And people yeah. sometimes forget that and they just focus on the words. Mm -hmm. So that's very exactly. true. Very true. Yeah. All right. So we're going to skew a little bit and we're going to ask, what was your favorite Ian Hates conversations of 2017? Two of them. All right. One being Austin O'Brien and, uh, of course, the Ian Hates Music Studios. Oh, yes. <laughs> or Office, whatever you want to call it. Sure. And then an and another one being Dawson Schultz of uh, The Ongoing Concept. Very nice. That's awesome. And, yeah, I very much enjoyed there were two. There were two episodes of Austin O'Brien. There was the first one when their album came out, which I loved, obviously. And then the yeah. second one that was in the studio. And then... I'll tell you this because hopefully by the time this comes out, the other one will be out. But it's actually three parts with Dawson Schultz. So you wow. have two more interviews or two more conversations coming out very soon. Yeah, I forgot it was a three-part episode because after the first one, I think you briefly mentioned something about it being a three-part, but I think <laughs> I kind of missed that because right. the conversation was too good. Oh, well, I appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. So yeah. on that side then, now I know – because I read your blog all the time, I also know that Places from the Ongoing Concept is one of your top albums of 2017 as well. Now, I would say, even though I know you love a wide range of genre music, I was a little surprised to see the album. Obviously, I love that album a lot, but I was yeah. a little bit surprised that you loved it so much. Yeah, because like for me, when it comes to the Ongoing Concept, even though they're labeled as a metalcore, post-hardcore band, when you at first listen, you wouldn't even think that they would fall into that genre at all because everything instrumentally and music-wise is all very funk-based uh, and yep. very groove-based. And Dasha Schultz's voice is, has a very high range. It could go from high to low. And even though the songs are completely night and day, you still know that it's the ongoing concept. Right. Because in the time where bands like put out albums that have songs that sound exactly the same as the last, mm -hmm. even though they claim that it's different, 
right. you could tell that they put a lot of effort and thought into the way they structured the songs for the album. Which is really funny, too, because Dawson even talks about how he doesn't find them to be original because he's always saying that he's rehashing old material, but somehow it still does sound different. Yeah, in, at the end, yeah, it shows at the one of the at, at the end of one of the songs of the album where it says, "Oh, we're just rehashing the old chorus," that's, <laughs> and then it goes into another song afterwards. Yep, exactly. Well, that's great, and that's what I love about your music taste, and that's why and that's why it's so great having you as a producer for Ian hates music as well, is because you do open us up to a lot of different music and. I mentioned that actually in an upcoming, I don't want to ruin it, but I, yeah. in an upcoming Ian Hates Conversations, you come up in that. Yeah. So I think you'll enjoy that a lot. But it is true. There are different albums that, you know, I'm busy doing something else and I find this brand new album that you put on the sheet and I'm like, holy shit, this is a great fucking mm. band. So All right. people listening to the show have you to thank for a lot of that as well. All right. So now on that same topic of Ian Hates Conversations, who would you like me to have on the show in 2018? Um, since you had um, Homeboy from uh, Manic Cat Records uh, as one of your conversations, um, even though it's good to hear bands' point of view, but definitely we love to hear more from the management side of things and the label head side of things. Okay. Because they have stories for days because sometimes bands really fabricate stories and you don't really believe them. Sure. But as far as like label heads and management teams go, Definitely would love to hear more from their perspectives. Now, do you have a specific label in mind? Definitely uh, Good Fight Entertainment. Okay. Uh, of course, Rise Records. Sure. Because Craig Erickson, of course, we all know, stepped down from his right. position. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, we could hear from Jake from Pure Noise hmm. Records because, right. of course, uh, Pure Noise kept dropping like good album after good album this year. No, that's very true. All right, that's a good list. Any bands that you would be interested in? Uh, of course, um, I would love to hear Brian Garris knock loose on. Mm -hmm. And we, I've spoken to Kevin from Old Wounds because their comeback here was, even though they dropped like one song. Right, right. And then also uh, Brandon Murphy from Counterparts I would love to have on. Definitely straight from the path too. And also bands that whose albums who reached uh, their 10-year anniversaries, sure. who probably me and you have heard a long time ago, oh, I would right. love to hear stories from them and see what went into the process of creating the albums that we all know and love today. I do have an idea for at least one of those. All so right. maybe people can put two and two together. But yeah. there is at least one, but I know what you're talking about. I am working on some stuff. But that's the thing. I mean, you know how it is as well. You've done a really good job of giving me people's contacts. And even then, even with the face-to-face, -face, sometimes it is difficult to get them to respond. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes you have to still go through their people. Like, there's a tough way to do it sometimes. Yeah, the work. Always. <laughs> Always. And that's why I'm a little bit worried about the labels. Because I do have a good relationship with, you know, agents and, you know, publicists and everything. I have a couple labels but there are a few that still just don't answer anything. Yeah. So that's always something a little bit more difficult to work out. Yeah, for sure. But we'll keep working on it. So yeah. my question to you then for a 2018, you know, music, whatever related, what are you looking forward to the most? Uh, let's see. What am I looking forward to the most in 2018? Uh, definitely... The old school sound of, of course, you all know I'm more old school than anybody. <laughs> Very true. Uh, I would love to see a lot more of the old school sound coming back because we had so many bands 
returning for like one off or like a few dates or whatever, like Disembodied and Martyr AD. Uh, also, I would love to see a lot of bands who haven't done music in a while come back. I think I've, that correlates with like bands making a comeback and all. Sure. As far as like the rest of the year goes, I would love to see a little bit more coming together of the scene. Nothing too discombobulated, nothing too clicky, nothing too segregated. We just we're all here for this uh, one thing and one thing only. It is for the love of the music. Sure. And also, we love to have more sponsors on Ian hates music. <laughs> of course, of course, I'm drinking a uh, KCBC beer. Ah. I robot. Robot Fish IPA, sponsor us, please. And I'm drinking Carlsberg. <laughs> All right. Those two need to hit us up. Carlsberg really should, especially because on Twitter, I had a whole back and forth with Austin O'Brien from Ghost Key, who you mentioned earlier, and we were plugging Carlsberg the entire time, and they exactly. never responded to our thing. <laughs> Carlsberg, you need to step up, man. I will say, we do have some people behind the scenes working on sponsors. Yeah, definitely. So that is happening. That is true. Oh, yeah, you did get a box of Kleenex, too. I did. I did. <laughs> you never know what you'll get from the shows. It's crazy. But I do want to ask you a couple questions based on what you mentioned before. So mm -hmm. first one is for the sound of what you enjoyed, you know, 10 years ago, maybe more, that type of sound. Are you literally looking for the way the trend has been recently where it's like new metal, the sound is kind of coming back. Are you also talking about the bands themselves coming back and doing it? Because like, for example, we talked about it on the show last week, Vile Ones, their EP yeah. sounds a lot like old school used and glass jaw. Like it's that kind of screamo delivery, like that kind of thing. Are you looking for that? Are you looking for literal bands to come back after breaking up and being like, we're coming back like 18 Visions did? What I I think definitely on the same path of like 18 Visions, just coming back, just doing it for the fun of the music. Mm -hmm. And because it's been a part of their lives for so long. And now they've been like doing like regular, like life stuff, like regular careers, jobs and stuff like that. Right. They could, you can tell they definitely miss playing music because that was all they knew how to do. Mm -hmm. So if they could come back for the fun of the music and just to play shows here and there and not have pressures of being on like labels and stuff, just getting together for fun, writing music that you want to write and putting it out just for like the fans who've been asking for it for a long time. Nothing trendy. Like, of course, new metalcore is like the current trend right now with the, the genty sound and stuff, but it's really <laughs> sure. getting watered down. So gotcha. So for me, I was extremely excited, as you brought up earlier, that from first to last got back together. You know, they put out the one track. We don't know what they're going to be doing, but they did technically get back together. Do you yeah. have a favorite band that you want to come back this year? Uh, I've been saying this for the past couple of weeks now. Okay. I would love for the band 12 Tribes to come back together. Ah, Okay. Because it's been ten, it, it's gonna hit that ten year mark since they last disbanded. Right. Because they disbanded two thousand eight after uh, their last album, which was Midwest Pandemic, which came out two thousand six. Mm -hmm. Right. And I still jam that album every single time. Still good. If they can come back, that would be awesome. I know we did a breakdown from the past for them. Has there been any internet rumblings that that is a possibility, or is that just something that you would just love? I would just love it because okay. no rumblings on the internet. Gotcha. 
So you mentioned the scene not really being clicky and not breaking apart as much. What do you feel about Warp Tour having its last final run? Do you think that's going to help with bringing everyone together? Or do you think that's going to hinder it and actually make people splinter off more? I think it will definitely bring a lot of people together because, of course, it's the final year of Warp Tour. Mm-hmm. Kevin Lyman's uh, putting Warp Tour to the rest for good. It's me. It's been around for forever. Of course, he's been having so many complaints over the past few years about how he's not attracting like the certain groups of people, the certain demographic and stuff. Sure. But even though I did discuss with a friend of mine on Facebook that Warp Tour for the final year needs to bring back bands to help build it and not destroy it. Mm-hmm. Sure. So definitely, it would definitely bring a lot of people together so they can um, see all different types of music, see a whole bunch of different bands, even though they may not be a fan of it, but they can, of course, people are going to walk past the stages on their way to the next stage or whatever. So they're going to hear the different type of music that they're playing and see that certain demographic of kids are going to be there. But yeah, definitely it will bring a lot of people together for sure. So what do you think about 2019 when it's no longer around? Do you think that's going to actually help the scene or hinder the scene? Um, of course, everybody looks forward to Warp Tour every year. Like, of course, the U.S. version, the U.K. version, the Warp Tour cruise and stuff like that. Sure. It kind of hinders the scene, but as long as that there's more festivals that bring a lot of good music together, because, of course, there's always like Knotfest that pops up every now and then. Sure. Ozfest made a comeback. Mm-hmm. Um I'm just I'm actually looking forward to seeing what Kevin Lyman does as far as like festivals go, because he says that after Warp Tour is done, he's still going to try and do some things right. or whatever. But I would definitely love to see hopefully Taste of Chaos makes a comeback. That would be cool. I would be with you with that one for sure. Very nice. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this then. Anything else you want to talk about for the upcoming year or anything in the past year? Uh yeah, definitely a much bigger platform for this show because this show has been getting all around people uh, in bands these days. <laughs> please, please help us reach a bigger platform. Help sure. us get paid for these shows. Yeah, right. <laughs> and any musicians that have their own podcast, please have Ian be interviewed on the show. That would be we funny. Love- that would be we, the people would love to hear Ian on the, being in the interviewee's chair instead of being the interviewer. I do have a lot of stories. That is true. Yeah. We should be raking the money now. <laughs> At least for right now, I love that people love the show. Yes. That's what I love. I love when, you know, Dawson Schultz comes on and is like, I want to keep talking. We need to have multiple episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. I love having Grace Sorensen on multiple, mm-hmm. like even on Ian Hates Movies. That kind of stuff is awesome to me. So yeah, that's what I'll enjoy. Well, Ty, I think we are all set with everything, right? Yeah. So I want to once again thank you for all the hard work you do. I want to thank you for coming on the anniversary show. And I want to give you another plug for the blog, obviously. It's tyrockcity.wordpress.com. And obviously, I will have the whole links and all that kind of stuff every week on Ian Hates Music on the website and whatever streaming service you use, whatever podcast service you use. And because this is the anniversary show, obviously, I got to ask you, Ty, do you have any final words for everyone? Um, I have a, a couple final words, yeah. Rest in peace, Chester Bennington and Chris Cornell. Great voices, talented people. Sad to see them go, but 
of course, it's uh, it really isn't um, empowering as people think it is because it takes a toll on you mentally. So please make people be more aware of mental awareness. Don't make it a trendy thing. Make it an every year thing. Make it for this year and everything every year afterwards. Sure. So, and then rest in peace to Black Sabbath, Dillinger Escape Plan, him, Let Love, Vanna, all great bands, had great careers. They ended their careers. Everybody's doing different things now. So thanks for the great music. And last but not least, expect nothing less. And let's have a great 2018, people. Let's not make it shit. Very nice, man. Well, thank you so much once again. Thank you for having me, man. All right, everyone. Ian here. This is kind of a spur-of-the-moment message. I wasn't planning on doing this, but as I'm piecing together this huge Ian Hates Music Anniversary show, I realize it's probably going to be around four hours. (laughs) That's just a projection, but that's kind of what it looks like. So, long story short, we're going to cut this into part one and part two. So right now, we are all set with part one. Part two will be coming very, very soon, and there is another special guest on that one that I think you're really going to enjoy. Obviously, big thanks to Jackson and Ty and Dave. I hope you've enjoyed the episode so far. I also want to mention that as I was going through everything, we did say, hey, we probably forgot something. I definitely did. On my best EP list, there should also be King 810 with Queen. There we go. Done. Thank you everyone for listening and I'll see you in part two with more great stuff and another special guest. And I will leave you, like I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks everyone. So goodbye to you, So alright.